Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to Full Time Reds with me, Gav and him, Keith. Um, AC Milan won Liverpool 2 in the final group game in the Champions League for this season. Liverpool have made it 6 wins from 6, 18 points. Easy peasy um, in the group of death, Keith, in the group of death. Yeah, uh, the group of death for some, not for us. It was... um it turned out to be a very routine, Gav, didn't it? Um, I think not many expected it to go as, as easy and as smooth as it did, but they, they've made it look bleeding. Like they're willing to put this on their back and they were league run at the same time. Like this team, look, we looked at a team tonight, a dead rubber. Last season we had a dead rubber. Um, uh, all the fear of God was in everyone. It all came to pass because of the state we were in last season. This year, it was just getting boys into that team, giving them a chance to play. And I think we had a few good performances tonight. It was it was a, actually a good second string out yeah. with a few bits of class dotted in there, in fairness. Yeah, Alisson starts in goal. Nico Williams, right-back. Simicast, left-back. Kanate and Nat Phillips, a centre-back. He went with, interestingly enough, Morton, um, Minamino, uh, Chamberlain, midfield. And then he done Salah and Mane um, with Origi up top. But... First, first thing I want to say is for a team that needed a win to give themselves a chance of getting through in this group, what were AZ Milan playing at? Or were we just that good? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Do you know, I think it has to be a bit of both because, you know, as you said, we, we touched on there, you know, a, a much changed team going in there with a lot of young lads playing, a lot of fringe players playing. And it's still AC Milan, it's still the San Siro. And it's still them needing to get points, them needing to get a result. Do you know what I mean? So I think we played well and I think they, you know, they the centre forward who's 40. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm not much older than 40, Gav. Mm. If I laid and bend down to pick up the remote control too fast, I can do me back in. Yeah. This fella's out there trying overhead kicks, the bleeding state of him. Victor Blade Meldrew going around. He <laughs> thinks my mom on the ass as well. My missus was saying we had a bet that he dyes his hair and all that fella. Um, but he's you know he's 40 at the end yeah. of the day he's a bully he's a blading 40 year old he Easy got bullied tonight. he got bullied he did and that's uh, we're going to come on to that I thought yeah. there were some excellent standout performances in there there was there was and, and like when you see that midfield round the has forced English team to win all the games in the group stages of the Champions League another one for the record books and Brilliant. you know like just going at that Keith like when we seen this group we were like Atletico tough um, AC Milan improving all the time um, Porto, I'm, I'm, I'm Porto. Like you're, you're, you're thinking. You know, we've seen Porto. We know what we're going to get there. But for to come out of that group with 18 points, like you, you can't, you can't write it off. Despite, despite how poor AC Milan were, in, in my opinion, in the group, um, Porto or Porto, and, and we, we done Atletico when we needed to. Yeah, I mean, you can't say we were lucky. You know, the, the Milan game at Anfield. I suppose we are. 
3-2 seems like it was tired and we battered them in that game you know they yeah. had a few minutes we where they got a couple of goals either. we switched off for five minutes they got a couple of goals and that was it other than that absolute plain sailing do you know what I mean like it's been made look so easy and we've made that group look like it might have been might as well have been you know a team from no disrespect to a team from Bulgaria a team from Romania and a team from Finland, do you know what I mean? We're playing mm. good, pro, good, good teams with with good reputations, and I know Porto. We play them quite regularly, and we usually stick it on them. But they're still a decent team. They've got decent players, and we've made them all look so average. And we've done it, you know. Tonight we've done it with Tyler Martin playing. We've done it with Nat Phillips. We've done it with Nico Williams. Nico Williams, a player, comes in for a lot of stick from our own fan base, yeah. and he was excellent tonight. Do you know what I mean? Like so, it was great to see these lads stepping up and putting in that type of performance where they didn't look intimidated and they didn't look scared. Because I joke about Zlatan there, but he is an intimidating character. Do you know, he's he's about six foot four. He's big. He's strong. He loves a fight, and he is a bully. You know what I mean? He's a flat track bully on a pitch. And these lads didn't, you know, not Phillips and Ibrahim Kanate. The, you know, they're inexperienced, they're young, inexperienced centre backs in the grand scheme of things, and uh, I thought they handled them easy peasy. Yeah, um, there's 100 and plus watching 38 likes, so um, hit the like button because genuinely, this is a show that I decided to do last week after people asked me, and um, I'll keep it going as much as I possibly can. So hit the like button and um, subscribe if you haven't already, hit the bell icon so you never miss a show as well. But we're really, really enjoying this full time stuff, and um, while we're winning, and um, when we lose, oh, yeah. he'll try his best to get over, but 100%. um, <laughs> but um, it's it's one of those just the start of the game, Keith, like. I just couldn't believe the lack of urgency from them. Like every ball that was dropping in midfield, Liverpool were on it. They were passing it around the back. They were knocking it back to mm-hmm. Allison. No pressure. Um, but I have to give credit to the midfield three. You know, before we look at the back four, before we look at the forward players, I have to give credit because it looked a bit unbalanced for me. You've got you've got inexperience in Martin. You don't yeah. see an awful lot of Minamino in a midfield. Um, Unless he comes in over chasing the game and he throws him in there and tries to make something as happen. As a nearly a fourth so yeah. attacking option yeah. sort of. Yeah, from yeah. A as a ten position. nearly. And, yeah. and you had Oxley chamberlain who um, I thought was very, very good. He was excellent. Very he good. Was excellent. And he was the senior man in that midfield. And I thought the way they moved it, the way they switched it, um, got in around Milan, broke lines, running with the ball and, and without it. You know, I have to give credit to that midfield that started tonight because I thought they were excellent. They were excellent, Gav. And look, Minamino's coming for a bit of stick for the, the Milan goal, and fair enough. But other than that, I thought he was tidy. I thought he was trying to press. I thought he, he had a good intensity to his game. You know, quick feet getting out of situations and moving it, moving it on. And he was the, the, the worst of the three. Do you know what I mean? And I thought he had a good game. Martin, I think, was oh, the maturity of that lad. Garmack wants to give us Tyler Martin some love. Kid was so comfortable tonight. He really was. Oh. The the thing about Tyler Martin is, you know, you see young players that can come into a team and especially a team like Liverpool and, and a high intensity team like that. And you're playing in the Champions League against the Milan. As we said, they needed to get something out of that game. He was calm. He was collected. He was getting the ball in the middle. He wasn't rushing. He wasn't looking for the safe, easy pass. He's torn it out. He's hitting the, the ball, the, the right ball all the time. I thought he was excellent, Gav. And he's come out of nowhere. I know he's he's been sort of mentioned in the last year or so as as one you know he's exceed he's excelling in the youth teams and he's getting training with the force team i didn't think he was going to be this good you know i'd seen a couple of under 23 games and i didn't know this was the, the player that we were getting you know when you see a player at the youth yeah. level and then they step up and it can be night and day what he can do at that level this fella's slotting in quite you know i'm not saying he's going to be our mid holding midfielder for the next 20 years 
But this fella is is very, very comfortable in them surroundings and it's great to see. Nothing I like more than seeing young players coming in and and making a good goal. You know, the, the other end of that is when you see, remember it was a Brad Smith came in, got mm. thrown in against Chelsea and just Elvis depth the young fella was and he yeah. never, never really recovered from that. I love seeing a lad getting put in there and excelling. You know, confidence like uh, Curtis Jones, arrogance like Harvey Elliott. And then you've got Trent, who's in a, a generational talent. And then you've got lads like Tyler Martin who can come in and can put a, uh, can stake a claim, you know, to be a, a genuine option in games, which is, you know, brilliant to have, brilliant to see. Well, the thing about Tyler Martin, we've, we've seen him in, in, in League Cup games. And, you know, you can take stuff from that or you can't. It depends on where you want to look at it. But he, he plays in he plays against Porto, doesn't he? Um doesn't he play against yeah, Porto? Yeah, he does play home? against Porto, yeah, he does yeah. in the last game, yeah. And he plays there tonight. He plays another game. So there's another is there a league game he plays as well? He does, he comes on, doesn't he? Um let me check. Just ten minutes at home to Arsenal, maybe. Something like that. But anyway, what 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 I've noticed in him um since the Yeah, start, it is Arsenal. Yeah, he comes on against Arsenal, yeah. Yeah, particularly tonight. His head's on a swivel, Keith. Yeah. And, you know, 100%. You, you know, like, if you watch Ox tonight, Ox, good on the ball, moves it well. Couple of loose touches, but doesn't matter because he was, he was, he was targeting Kessie where he was like, I'm going to take you on every chance yeah. I get. And if I get beyond you, you're back far in trouble because I've Mo Salah one way, I've Mane the other, and Divock Origi's smoking up front and <laughs> he, he might yeah. turn up and do something, right? And, you know, Minamino, very neat and tidy, linked well with Simakas and, and stuff like that, and Mane. But if you watch, if you go, go back and watch the game, you might even notice the yourself, Jordan. His head's on a swivel. And yeah, all the time. If you said to me, what's his, what's his outstanding attribute? He's not huge physically. Doesn't look like he's an awful lot of pace. Doesn't seem to run with the ball a lot. But if he if he sees a picture around him every time he's getting the ball, he's a step ahead. And he doesn't need massive pace. He doesn't need massive power. He just needs to be position his body correctly, take the ball at the right right angle, and then move where he needs to move. And he he will always have a chance to hit a pass. And he was just so cool and what he done. I was so so impressed yeah. with him because yeah, even spot on, yeah. The, even, the even thing when, is important. He's always scanning, you know, yeah, he's always looking it. around and he that's always it. knows. Yeah. When, was a part of our Arsenal when he, he sets up Mo when he gets the ball deep in his own half and just Salah. hits one like a Zabi Alonso type pass, yeah. you know what I mean? Because he knows what's going on around him. Do you know what I mean? He's he's always looking at it. And that's very rare in a young player like that to see that, especially when they get thrown in, to, that he has that awareness and that that confidence. You know, that's that's one of the, the hardest things that you can teach into a, a young player. And he he seems to have it in, in spades. He does. And, and, and before we move on from Neat and tidy, don't get me wrong, took the ball no problem off the back four, even though yeah. there was a little bit of pressure and nowhere. And again, looking where he is, and a lot of people would say, a lot of footballers doing that. A lot of footballers will stand side onto the ball so they can see where it is, but he's not. He's looking, looking and going, give it to me. Yeah. But there was one in the first half where the ball was played in the middle. It's not the best pitch at the San Siro. It never has oh, been. Oh, Jesus Christ. The ball is played oh. from Williams into him, and he's what he, you can see him, he's looking. And he takes a touch, it bobbles up and it goes up in the air and I'm thinking, this is where they'll pounce him. And he just takes a small step to his right, positions his body and flicks it with the outside of his boot. It's very simple. Back to Nat Phillips. And then he just moves across, it goes to Kanati, he takes it back and he moves it to Simicast. And I know that sounds very, very simple, but for a young player coming in, anchoring a midfield in the Champions League, regardless of who, who it's against, 
I was very, very impressed with him, I have to say. And, and long may it continue. And you know what? There's League Cup quarterfinals coming up soon and I hope he gets a game and you have the FA Cup in the new year. And, and even if he, he's called on in the league in for 15, 20 minutes to keep him going, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, well, before we move on from Gavin, just looking at some of his stats, you know the way we're big stats geeks on, on these shows. Mm. So he had 52 touches of the ball, right? 38 accurate passes, 84.4% percentage rate which is all well and good. He attempted eight long passes and hit seven of them. You know, that that's that's quite good for a, a young fella going in there. Ground a dribble attempts he won successful. Ground duels he tro- he went in for four one two. Um he lost possession a few times, but I think that's from trying to just, you know, he's trying to move the ball. And for a young lad, I I look at this and I'm thinking like three interceptions he had as well. He was constantly trying to snuff out the trouble and I, I'm not comparing him with Fabinho, but it looks like he's learning an awful lot from Fabinho. You know what I mean? Yeah. That he's he's learning to try and snuff out the danger before it before it but gets this, anywhere, which is brilliant. But this doesn't this come back to players that they don't loan out seem to progress yeah. are not a rapid rate, but when you see them actually come into the team, they're at a level that you don't expect. Like you said earlier, I didn't expect this from him. It's a bit like Kevin Kelleher. Stays at the club, doesn't go on loan, and you can see he's like a prototype of of Allison the way he plays. Now I'm not saying he's as good as Allison, but everything he's trying to do is similar. Curtis Jones doesn't go out on loan, stays, and you can see the development in him um, over a fairly quick period of time for me into what he's become. You know, and he's out injured at the moment. And I can't wait from I can't wait for them all yeah. to be back because with a team with a team flying like this, if they can keep it up and get these players back, and these players coming back are absolutely hell bent on getting back in the side it only pushes the people that are in there anyway yeah you know that sort 100%. of way we do we do but you look at you look at sorry before we move off again right if you look at um the likes of Tyler Martin for staying around the squad and developing last season you probably have Leighton Clarkson ahead of him in the pecking order and Leighton yeah. Clarkson never really gets into that and goes out on loan yeah. and he might have a good loan I haven't really been tracking how he's been doing on loan but since he's gone out on loan Tyler Martin has stepped in and is getting games, getting games at the San Siro where he's making an impact. He can all come on like the two boys came on at the end and got a couple of a couple of minutes token at the end. This fella's playing ninety and having an impact. So yeah. you know, fair play to him. And and look, if if he has it and he's willing to walk bulk himself up a bit, um, because Klopp has clearly said that that he needs yeah. it. Um yeah. but if he's willing to do it, he has the manager that'll go, Yeah, I'll play. I'll play no problem. You know what I mean? Um and I'm just I'm just um I'm just delighted that uh, he, he's done so well. Klopp tonight says what the boys did tonight. I couldn't be more proud and every right to say that because the amount of different switchings of positions for players yeah. as subs went off and subs came on and they just went yeah I'm like Oxley Chamberlain went from here to there. I'm playing up front, okay, Grant and yeah. uh, Nico Williams. I'm playing right wing now, no problem. Yeah, good, you know it, was, it just kept going. Um, it really, really did. Um. Uh, Red Steve wants Kev to keep feeding us with the quotes Kev if you have any more quotes throw them in there and um, because Red Steve now runs this channel um, I'll have to do what he says and put them up on the screen it's Red Steve's Uh, world we just all live in it Uh, Red Steve in the world this is called now Um, (laughs) (laughs) but going to the defence you said earlier Nico Williams um, gets a lot of stick Canate I thought was ropey against Porto going to be honest um, Simicast has been very good Phillips is the first time we've really seen him this season and we can see the first one and a few people are throwing a bit of, a little bit of Minamino at the front post I think Minamino doesn't expect the guy to miss it 
yeah. and puts his leg up the block and then when he sees it going through is nearly afraid to touch it in case he puts it in his own net yeah. and Alisson just palms it out and they score but they were, I wasn't even worried at that stage Keith because they were showing nothing absolutely nothing I agree you know it was a game where they should have been threatening you know, the situation they were in compared to the situation we were in and the team we put out there, a proper team there would have smelt blood and would have gone for the juggler and said, look, this is an inexperienced back four. I know they've got an experienced goalie behind that, but this back four is inexperienced. We have to be targeting Nico Williams. We have to be targeting uh, Nat Phillips. We have to be targeting Kanate, you know, and and they didn't. They, they, they offered nothing. In my, I thought they were, I thought Milan were dreadful tonight and, you know, there's some tricky players in there. Brahim Diaz is is a good player. He's getting a lot of plaudits. Didn't see him. Sandro Tonali had a few nice, few nice moments on the ball. But Kessie was awful. Kessie was so erratic. You know, awful. he's he's one that we're linked with. And and oh, Jesus, I hope we don't. I know he's free, like, but that's free too much as far as I'm concerned. He's he doesn't look like he's got the composure maybe to play in the in their type of thing. I think he could be good somewhere else, but. Not for us now. I wouldn't be wouldn't be having him. I thought he was brilliant. I thought we were picking at him. I thought Ox and Minamino were trying to get around him as yeah, much Ox. as they could to get the ball because they know he's loosey goosey where he's always letting little ones uh, slip away from him and there's always a ball there to be won. Yeah, Ox um Ox literally faced him up every time he could. Every time he could, he faced him up yeah. and went, Okay, let's have you. And he went by him at ease, you know, the sort yeah. of way. He actually I think it's Kessie he goes by for the goal. Um He's he's in the inside right channel. Um, drifts past him, hits a shot. Keeper's poor for me. It's actually oh, hard. Yeah. To, it's actually harder to push it where he pushes it than actually push yeah. it back out into the middle. He loves of the box. a push, doesn't he? he yeah, loves a, yeah, he, he loves does. a ridiculous push. He does, and and you know what? Um, but it's a brilliant finish from Salah. Yeah, it's, it's like, a great it's, finish because you have to be switched on there, Gav. You know, like the it, the shot comes in, the keeper palms it, but the Milan defenders are sleeping. And Salah is in there like a lie. And it's it's a sign of a player who's got ice in his veins at the moment who, you know, he knows his standing in the world. We saw his reaction when he was told he was seventh in the, the Ballon d'Or vote and he's laughing at it. He knows his, he knows where he is in the world ranking. And he knew that ball falls to him and he smacks it in and does not, never a doubt. You know, once you no, see him running onto that. But even as fans now, you know, there was a period where Salah is missing a lot of them or he's snatching at things like that. But he just went in and you just had that feeling. This is going in because the game, the pattern of the game was going that I wasn't worried. You know, I knew that it was going to happen. And I knew Salah was, Salah wasn't playing like a fella who was desperate. To he just was so what he was doing, he was, wasn't he? And knowing that, you know, he wasn't going to get the 90. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He was only going to get They were terrified of him, Keith. They were standing oh, shit, five yards up every time he got it. Yeah. With his back to goal on the halfway line, like it was mad. He got his chance and he took it and it was great to see, you know. But the keeper is poor on that and we'll come on to him again in a minute. But um, yeah, I thought he was, you know, it, it's just a difference, isn't it, from what they were offering and what we were offering. We penetrate with, with the shot, but Salah switched on. He's waiting for that to drop and he's in like a light. And they have a 40-year-old at the other end, you know what I mean? Like, a joke me. Well, Ox went to Kessie a loss as Arg, he says, uh, or Arge, whatever way you want to call it. The thing with Ox is he just offers something different. We don't have midfield players bounce off him. And, and he was very good tonight, good turns, yeah. getting around his feet, going past players, committing players. He was really, really good. And um, Mo Salah with that goal has 20 goals for the season. He's the first player since Ian Rush 
to score 20 plus goals five seasons in a row. It's fucking outrageous what this fella is doing. Is there a conversation to have that he's the best player that's ever played with Liverpool? I, I'm starting to come around to that now. I think there's a, there's all these arguments are, you know, longevity. Stevie J is there for years. Kenny is winning everything and then becomes a manager. And, you know, you have all these little arguments. But I think times change. And what he's doing for Liverpool in this period of the time consistently to get us where we are now. I, I think there's an argument that he's our greatest ever player. You know, and it's mad that I'm gonna, saying I that. think we're going to have to have a serious argument on this podcast about yeah. it. Um, I was into the Anfield rap last week and it was... Um, <laughs> what game was it after? Who do we beat 4-0? We, the Everton ah, game. The Everton team. game. We beat them. And um, Ian Salmon on the, on the Anfield rap was saying, look, I'm watching Liverpool since the... I think he said the mid-70s. Yeah. And he said, I've seen Kenny. I've seen... Stevie, you know, I've seen Sunes. He's seen um Barnes. if you look at Torres, Barnes, Suarez, and he genuinely turned around and said, But I think there's an argument now to say that this is the best player we've ever seen at Liverpool. And yeah. you know, some I was thinking about it earlier and I think he's the best player of this generation. Now, I don't know how long a generation lasts because I think yeah. it, when you when you have an argument over over the best players ever played with Liverpool, you usually it usually whittles itself down to yeah. Steven Gerrard or Kenny Daglish. Yeah. You know, and then you have to put Mo Salah up against them and then you have to look at the teams they all played in and the impacts they had. But he is relentless. Yeah. He is relentless. It, like like Gerard exactly was Gerard was Gerard was fucking brilliant. Don't get me wrong. He, you know, he was m- head and shoulders above anything this club has seen for twenty five years. Head and shoulders above. You know, but but there was times when he was out of form, injury. Salah doesn't miss a game. You know, yeah. and you talk about longevity, and you go, Gerard was there for eighteen years or whatever, or six. No, yeah, seventeen years. Um, and you go, yeah, fine. But Salah's not has. I don't. Uh, how many games he missed through injury in five years? Yeah. So there is an argument to be had, and and there's different, there's different. I suppose there's different angles you can come at it. But see, like the longevity I, argument is a mad one because, like, Graham Sionis is one of our greatest ever players, and Graham Sionis signs in '78 and leaves in '84. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So he's only yeah. there for six years. Yeah. So people think that the likes of Sionis is there for. 10, 12 years and he's not. So it's 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 mad how we perceive these things. Like Salah, this is what's fourth season and it's just been, you know, four seasons of leading 20 goals. and Fifth season. Fifth season. You know, he's already on 20 now. Do you know what I mean? It's it's phenomenal what he's doing. You know, Ian Rush scored a lot of goals in the, the dominant team. You know what I mean? Ian Rush comes into a Liverpool team that's already the dominant team. I know... Uh, Villa and Forest are winning in Europe back then but Liverpool are the dominant team in the 70s and the 80s and it's maybe easier to come in and, and sort of do that Mo Salah's coming into a team that hadn't won the league in 30 years and he's putting this team on his back and there's a lot of good players in that team I know but undoubtedly I think, I think, I think there is a, I think there is an, a, a discussion to be had on it oh. um, and maybe not now because the 20 goals on the Seventh day of December is fucking mad. You know what I mean? Let's like, talk again in May and you know see what I mean? where he's at. Yeah, exactly. Like it, and he's done forty four and seventeen eighteen. I expect him to go beyond that. Yeah, I like, didn't think he would. I, be, I didn't I, think he would. Now I'm no doubt about it. I think I think we have five or six games before the end of this year. I think he'd play. If we have six, he'd play in five. I don't know about the League Cup. Mm. And genuinely, he could. He he could literally 
for me, he will be for me going into the into January with twenty between twenty five and thirty goals in all competitions. With half a season yeah. left, yeah, half a season left. Because if they if they go if they go three more rounds in the Champions League, that's the same amount he's played in the Champions League. He doesn't bother with the League Cup, I don't think. And there be eighteen league games left. Well, yeah. probably about sixteen left. It's unbelievable. Um, and there'll when, be games when you will marmalade teams and you will be getting tills and trays. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm just going on, on a one goal per yeah. game basis. 29 goals or assists in 21 games. It's unbelievable. Um, but look, it's one all. It's one all at half time. And Liverpool, are, for me, are in control. Um, but just before we go on to the winning goal, because we won't keep it people all night, all night yeah. here, but we will if you want to. Um, but the back four. Let's talk about the back four. And I want to touch on a couple of individuals after that. But you said Nico Williams gets an awful lot of... Well, he did. He used to get an awful lot of abuse. And did, a lot yeah. of, a lot of um, criticism. Abuse is the wrong word. Criticism. Oh, he got a fair bit of abuse. Yeah, he did. Well. But it was, it's criticism. And it's probably social a, media, you know what I mean? Yeah, he did it's, get an awful lot of abuse. It's probably, it's probably a lack of um, trust in him. And I, I, I hold my hands up. I, I wouldn't tell you six months ago the huge no, amount of trust here. in Nico Williams um, to be a backup. And I'm not saying tonight is a watershed from him. I'm not taking on just tonight, but watching him tonight looked more assured, less rushed on the ball, took that extra second if he needed to. And, you know, he, he misplaces a few. Absolutely, he misplaces a few. But he actually misplaces one in the run-up to their corner, which leads to the goal, I think, mm-hmm. off the right wing. But overall, he's gone to the San Siro with yeah. Nat Phillips beside him. He's gone with Tyler Martin in front of him and an inexperienced midfield as that as a tree he's gone there and he's gone with a not a make makeshift forward line but he's gone there with one of those teams where you go this can go either way could be off it and a, no issue with him tonight whatsoever Keith I think he's been actually okay this season in the games he's appeared in you know I think last year he was getting sort of lashed out and he's not Trent, he's not Trent. Last year was a blade and it's horribleous, let's be honest. We, you know, nobody really was happy last season. He goes away, he does well for his country, which is a big deal. Do you know what I mean? We may not be fans of international football, but he goes off and plays well for Wales when he gets a game, scores goals for them. So he's gaining confidence all the time. Now, he did get a lot of abuse from fans. I'd be like you, Gav, I wouldn't have been the biggest. I would have thought maybe Nico has to move on because he's not really at the level that we need, that we can, you know, on Simicas, we can drop Simicas in for Robertson and there's no issues there. And people are questioning Robertson then get him back in, which is a bit fucking mad. But we don't have that with, with Trent and Nico because he's just a different player. When you go in, he's, a, he's an ortho, more of an orthodox fullback, but he's quite attacking, but he's not Trent because he's not blading well, spraying no 60 is. yard diagonals on a blade and cutting across them and bending them into the run of yeah, the other fullback, hero, you know, hero and that's Qua- what he's being held against. Hero of Kvac, Qua- I don't know what that is, he says, Nico is a proper player, will definitely improve and can play anywhere. And, you know, there is, the, you know, um, the, I'm just reading out a couple, Arch says, I think Nico's fine for me, he's still physically a bit too weak, but he's, he's good cover for now. Um, do you know what the thing is? The comparison with Trent is ridiculous. The comparison yeah. from anyone with Trent is ridiculous. And, and exactly. you hear these people going, the Trent's not defensively good. Will you stop it? You know what I mean? Watch the watch what he does and, and just appreciate him. Do you know what I do with him after watching tonight? Do you know what I do with, with Nico Williams after watching tonight? I'd literally make him live with James Milner. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you why. Because Nico Williams is a very good football brain for me. 
Yeah. You know, he can see a pass. He he likes to bounce passes off players, little one-twos or whatever it might be. He's not the quickest in the world, but he's not slow. He's physically, he looks okay physically to me, yeah. and he will grow into that. But when you watch James Milner come in and play at right back, it's different to Trent, and it has to be. But if you watch it, it's full-blooded. Doesn't give the ball away. Moves up and down the pitch in a nice, easy manner. And when he gets into good positions, he picks the right passes. He moves. He makes space. He gets in behind. A bit like what James Milner used to do when he was at City, when he played as a midfielder, a right midfielder. I would make him, I'd literally make James Milner his carer for the yeah. next year. I, that's what I would Not do. Bad. Not bad. I, that's, what I do. that's what I do. And I, I'd literally say... I want you to watch how he plays because if you if he studies James Milner, even in the play he plays in midfield, he can bring that into his he can bring that into his full back game and not concern himself with being trying to be um, yeah. Trent. I think where Nico falls down is where he tries something cute or he tries something over ambitious. If he sticks to what he's good at, it becomes another option for Liverpool. It does, yeah. And look, he's he's a young lad. He's taking a lot of stick. There's Paul Smith saying Nico isn't good enough even as cover for Trent. Well, Paul, I think that's a bit harsh because. I think he's a young young lad and he's learning and I think he's improving. I genuinely think he's getting better. Now, whether he is at that required level for Liverpool, I don't know. But how much are you going to spend to get someone to sit behind Trent? Do you know, it's, it's a hard it's a hard one to fill. And I just think... And it is sitting kid, behind him because this guy is yeah. Liverpool's fullback for the next 10 years. Exactly. And look at Simicast on the other side with Robbo. Robbo picks up and knocks. Simicast comes in and does great. And as soon as Robbo's able to bleed and move again, Klopp is saying, yeah, you've done great there publicly. You've done great there. But he's back in as soon as he's fit. Well, you're getting that ten by 10 on the other side. you know what I mean? So it's a really, really hard um, area to fill. And I, I don't, I'm starting to come around to him. I'm starting to warm to the idea of Nico coming in. I think what happens as well is they have to be used wisely. Last season, or was it last season? And he played, Klopp played him and against Brighton and he put him left back. No, the season we won the league. The season before, was it? Yeah, he put him at left yeah. back and he got absolutely scorched out. But yeah, was it Terry Glampty? Yeah, Glampty. I had him all day, yeah. Absolutely put him on toast for the whole game. And he got a lot of stick for it. He wasn't, you know, I know he's, he can play on the left. He's done it at times, but he was up against an absolute speed merchant and he got, start to punish that night and, and people are too quick to jump on somebody's uh, you know what they can't do instead of focusing on what they can do and maybe where they can improve and I just think the young fella is I, I see improvements and while he may not be ever be a top player for us I think he's certainly at this moment in time capable to get in the odd game or an odd sub appearance if we're running away in a game bring him on for Trent and just ease him in because you can't expect to drop these fellas in and, you know, in case of an emergency and expect them to be, you know, expect him to be Trent or expect no, you have Phillips to, to be you have Virgil, to take him. You, know? you have to take him. <clears throat> uh, you have to take what you get from him and you have yeah. to adjust. It's it's a bit like if you say um, we're playing, you know, Salah on the right wing this week, but next week um, Salah's injured, so we're going to play um, Jota there, right? Mm. Jota's not going to burn you for pace down the side, cut it on his left and put it in the top corner. Like Salah does, you have to kind of adjust. That's just what it is. Yeah. You can't get like-for-like like players. Um, you know, very rarely you can get absolute like-for-like like players to fill positions. Um, Arge agrees with me. He's had Millie over Nico as cover, but Nico can develop to be a good player. I still don't think he's at the level for Liverpool, but who knows what he could develop into. That's very more than fair for me. But mm. and, and I... 
if I'm picking in a big game next week where Trent's not available, I am putting Milner there. Someone mentioned yeah. um someone mentioned Joe Gomez. No way. Yeah. Um, under no circumstances should Joe yeah. Gomez be a right back for Liverpool. I've gone through this loads of times. But I would pick Milner, but just give him give him that six months to learn. You know, while Milner's still at the club, I don't know if Milner will go for another year or will he go into will he take up a coaching role or what it might be. But spend the time watching James Milner, whether it's at right back or whether it's in midfield, because I think he's very similar to James Milner and the way he moves, the way he's aggressive and the kind of passing range he has and stuff like that. I just think it'd be a good show. Um, but he was very good. Um, Nat Phillips... Um, Highlighted the game for me. He's doing Cruyff turns in the middle of the box yeah. with 14 um, with, with the AC Milan squad and their supporters around him. And yeah. um, very good all night for me. Sending lads to the shop all uh, over the place there, wasn't Down it? for smokes and, and a The Gazetto della Sport. Down for the Gazetto della Sport. Yeah. Um, he was great. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of that Phillips Gav. And Klopp came out during the week and he's saying, you know, look, we'll, we'll let that move on because he needs game time. You know, it's one of the best stories of the last few years for me is Nat Phillips getting into that team and doing what he done and now having a swan song if it is to be a sort of swan is he song. Go? Well, he came out that day and he was sort of alluding to the fact that you know he doesn't want to hold him back, so he's, he can't get him game time here. Signed he needed a, to keep a long him deal, though. Yeah, but he needed to keep him. He said as the fifth choice in just in case of an emergency, mm. and I think he's more or less saying, look, we haven't. Touch fucking wood. We have. Do you think he sells him after signing that there? Yeah, I think they do. I think they, it was sounding a bit that way, you know. But um, so I just think he, there's a long term deal, but only if we get X amount, and only if it could be protecting value or something. You know, yeah, yeah it could be. Okay. I don't know. You know, it'd be Probably interesting to see what he does. He was brilliant. Um, he's he's a certain type of defender, and I said this last season when he was doing well for us. You know. I think he could walk into a number of Premier League teams that play in that style. Do you know what I mean? He's better than that in Newcastle have at the back. Yeah. I think he could get a game up at the likes of Burnley. You know what I mean? I think there's certain teams that play that want a defender. Oh, he's better than the show they have. He would, he Do you know what I mean? Get, um... I think he's better than what United have. Do you know? And that's being genuine. I, I, I don't think Harry Maguire does too much more than what Nat Phillips does if you took the, the hype and the price tags away from them like they're not Victor Lindelof Eric Boy, you know I think he's a very underrated player but the way we play football I suppose is different and the way the likes of Man City play football and I just don't think that he probably will get many opportunities here but I would love to see him stay I'd love to see him stay I'd love to see him in the Carling Cup teams he hasn't even been in them, you know what I mean? He hasn't mm. even been in them teams. I think he's I think he's got a future ahead of him in um in the Premier League. I wouldn't sell him. I'd keep him. I'd, I'd, I'd love I him. wouldn't sell play. anybody in January. Because no. no one air look, you'd sell him on the thirty fourth of January and yeah, exactly. Van Dyke or Canate or Gomez or one of them would hit yeah. the deck, Matt. Yeah. Um, you know, and he'd be out for three months and then someone else will follow suit. Um yeah. Paul reckons he's a Brighton centre back written all over him. And um He's better on the ball than a lot of people give him credit for as well. Do yeah, you know, Declan he, says his contract was up in the summer coming. So just avoid losing him for free. Obviously he signed a long he said a long term deal, didn't he? But it could have been a case where, listen, it's a long term deal, but if we get X amount of an offer, we can accept it. And if it's a, yeah. sta- a certain standard of club, i.e. top Premier League club, 
you 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 can go and talk to them yeah. in that sort of way. So it's I wouldn't say they're actively going around the Bladen Championship trying to hawk him out no. because he showed tonight, Gav. Last season, he showed when the chips were down and we were backs against the wall. He came in. It was a shit show, and he, he stabilized things. Tonight, right, the pressure was off in a way for us. But we, we, as we touched on there, Milan needed to get something out of that game. He's up against a notorious flat track bully, the most one of the most notorious flat track bullies in the game, and he fucking had him on toast all night. Yeah, I thought he wasn't bothered. I thought he was very good. And um, moving on to Canate though, um, ah, brilliant. His physicality was huge tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, even it was even if they got in behind, just leaned on people. Um, he puffed that down away a couple of times. He was out on the on the sideline hitting fellas, and um, he was fairly faultless. I thought tonight. Yeah, there was a the very start of the game. He heads one and it goes to a Milan player. It goes loose. I think Nico it leaves him short for Nico Williams. And you're looking at it and you're thinking, right, Jesus Christ, is is Canate going to have one of these games where he, he takes a while? I thought he was brilliant. Something you touched on there, Gav, his recovery pace is. You know, it's Joe Gomez type of pace. Maybe not as fast as Joe Gomez in his prime, but with the sort of physicality on top of that. You know, Gomez is a big lad. I think he, people think he's smaller than he actually is. This fella is a fucking unit. This fella is a beast. And yeah, and he was good. You he know, what we can like, run. He was he was good at Old Trafford. I thought he was a bit ropey yeah. at home against Brighton. I'm going to be honest. Ah, yeah, he was. I thought he was a bit ropey against Porto. But this is going to he happen. Improved. This is going to happen, and it depends who you're playing beside. But the big thing for me tonight is he's always looked better with Van Dijk beside him, yeah. right? Um, despite despite Brighton, um, where I think they were all over all over the shop for me a bit. I don't think yeah, Van I thought Dijk, Van Dijk was poor that day. Yeah, as well, I don't. Know. He doesn't. Van Dijk doesn't play against Porto from what I can remember, right? Um, I think Matt does play that night. But tonight he's against, he's with Nat Phillips and I couldn't work out which one was leading the team. What, what I mean was leading the defence and talking to the fullbacks because they both seemed to do it. And that's, that was the big standout for me because, look, he's physically impressive. He wins a lot in the air. He's good along the ground. He's good with the yeah. ball. He recovers well. He leans on fellas. He puts, kicks it off them and gets throw-ins. He's, he's done it all tonight. But the yeah. big thing for me was he had a partner beside him that had next to no first team football this season. And between them, they held a brilliant high line that a lot of people have commented on tonight because the yeah. high line was great. Loads of people asking them where Jamie is because Jamie's in the chat there um, and he should be back on show soon. Um, he says he's been very busy and he's been stocking up on them. Um, he's been stocking up on... What Bailey's? Um, he's liters yeah. of Bailey's apparently. Oh, is that is that the new thing, Jay? Is that's it? The, that's new the, new the new thing. The new thing. Bailey's. It. Um, it's a bit sickening after after a bottle of it. Oh, I fairness. love a bottle of Bailey's. Love oh, a it's a bit sickening. Um, yeah. Well, I remember Bailey's. being sixteen. Well, I remember well, being sixteen. Right, going yeah. into town, uh, into a nightclub. Billy Big Balls had a head of hair and all back then, and a little dodgy goat, you know. You yeah. know, still have that. It was. Still have it. Don't have the hair. And uh, me and my mate went in, and we were in McGrath's. You remember McGrath's? McGrath's on Constable. Yeah, yeah, awful place, right? Yeah, awful place. desperate. Awful. <laughs> we ended up in there and we were, you know, our first night in a nightclub. What we have to drink, what we have. We'd had a few cans before we went there and had a couple of points. What we have, two Baileys. Should have seen the state of us in, the, in this blade nightclub drinking two bottle glasses of Baileys. We stood out like two absolute muppets. Yeah. The Baileys went down a tree. Didn't um, somebody do a version of Baileys then? One, of the, one, of, the, one of the supermarkets done a version of Baileys, I think. They all do it Oh, it's as nice as Bailey's. No, it was called Irish Nights or something it was called. 
<laughs> yeah, it was and wasn't as good as Bailey's. Uh, no. But if Jamie wants to come on tomorrow night on the on the midweek fix, t- let me know, Jay, and uh, he can jump on. Uh, Ronaldinho uh, Goat says super chat uh, Ron, um, from him. He says Genie was holding us back. Thoughts, nah. Um, Genie done a brilliant job for Liverpool <laughs> and um, just moved on because of circumstance. He didn't. He didn't hold us back. No way. Moved um, on, but on that point, on that point, um, I'm starting to see. When Thiago's getting more into it, um, Jamie might want to put that Bailey's down now. We're going to talk about Thiago for a second. When Thiago's coming more used to playing and he's getting used to playing with Fabinho and Henderson, you know, and you can see the, the, the way he's progressing. I think that the narrative that he slowed us down is absolute shy. I think he's actually so much more progressive than what Genie was. And while Genie was dependable and was carrying the ball and was, in my opinion, the best ball carrying midfielder in Europe last season and the year before, you know, for a long time. I actually think that while the genie didn't hold us back at all, I think we're much more progressive with Thiago, which is what we all expected in any way, but we're only starting to see it now. We didn't see it last year. We lost Genie in the summer and I think we're is only that, starting to see. Is that to suit the players we have though? Because when Adam is good going forward, don't get me wrong, but we're looking to get a really creative player in that right-hand side yeah. of midfield when we play. And we're looking for the guy <clears throat> that's playing just ahead of Fabinho on the left of that midfield tree to be a bit of a dictator of the game. And, and I wouldn't call Gino Ronaldem a dictator of a game. I think he's a very, very good impact on the game. Yeah. <clears throat> and I wouldn't put him as me forward as forward midfielder to be a creative part of it. Although when he plays for Holland, he scores a lot of goals getting in the box. <clears throat> But he I don't know what his I don't know what safe assist. player wasn't he such a dependable player. Yeah, and he done a job. Whereas if Gino Ronaldo was in the squad now, you'd probably look at him and go, he's probably looking to play the six because yeah. um, what we're looking for from the left hand side and the right hand side of those two midfielders just doesn't quite suit him. I'd still have him at the club if no, if he yeah, gave me the opportunity. But it, look, it didn't happen. Getting. It's it's all news and and we move yeah. on from it. Um, Simakas was really good, but Simakas is always good, so we leave him. But um, then Divock um, decides oh, I'm having a bit of this. Um, yeah. Terrible from Milan. Yeah. Sadio Awful. robs him, hits a good shot, but what is the keeper? The first one was bad. This is one, <laughs> this is one of the worst things Just you'll ever see. Yeah. But the, I'll, put your two hand, like, I'll put your two hands behind it. And one hand down. slap. Yeah. One man slap into the the twelve yard area where there's a free fella that six foot three, just to tap one back in with the head. Like it was a mad move by by Magnon, but I think you know he looked dodgy uh, and it proved to be. But Divock, Divock, we all know is a very uh, stringy player. You know he, he'll it's his first goal since the Champions League final. I know he hasn't played that many games in the Champions League since then, but. You know, he's the type of player that he is. He's he's such an enigmatic character that it's a great you know, header. It's a great header. It has to be. But I thought he was excellent tonight. I, I thought, thought he was. Were, I thought the first fifteen. I thought he was. He was looking. He was looking at the defender too much when he wanted to get into a physical battle with him, and the defender was just nipping around and getting it off him. And then he started to get into it, and he kind of he kind of pushed out left a bit. Then towards the end of the first half, Manny came into the middle, and he kind of got more into the game. Then he has a good snapshot in the box, um, towards the end of the first half. The quick feet when he yeah, drags quick feet and, and hits on his left, yeah. and um, that's his fourth goal in the Champions League outside of two in the semi final against Barcelona and one yeah. in the Champions League final, which is fucking mad. But listen, he just doesn't give a shit. I keep telling you, no, um, doesn't care. As 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 Brenzi told us the other day, and I keep telling you. He scores against Newcastle 
doesn't care. Scores against Everton in the 96th minute and tries to run the ball back to the halfway yeah. line because <laughs> Brenzi is convinced that he did. He, he thought it was an equaliser he'd scored and he scores in the Champions League semi-final twice. Yeah, grand. And then scores in the Champions League final as if he'd scored the seventh goal in a pre-season yeah. against St. Pats. So um, that's, that's what he look. is. But again, he comes on, he gets a start and he scores. Of course he does. And I don't think he usually impacts when he starts. That's the thing. I think he's much better coming on as a sub. I think I agree with you that he started off a bit a bit sluggish and wasn't getting in the game, but I thought he grew into it as it came along. And I think the thing with Divock is he's so laid back that he doesn't impose himself. You know, Liverpool do the pressing and the, the high line and Divock never looks like he's he's doing that. Mm. But he is I think his stats say that he actually does do it it just doesn't look that way you know he's a mad yeah. mad old player it is a mad he's aesthetically to watch him as a centre forward it's yeah. a bit mad because of his physique and what you would expect yeah. from him there's something different but I think it's a little kick up the arse from because Klopp just moves Manny into the middle for 10 minutes as if to say yeah. you go in there and hold the ball up as he should be and I'm going to put him out on the left and he's not going to really like it and then come to start the second half I'll put him back in the middle and he'll know if he doesn't fucking do it I'll bring him back out on the left and yeah. he scores, you know, he scores off a, a, a rebound, um, off a Mane shot. But it's never in doubt then, is it? I no. mean, that goes in, that's... No. You know, no, get like the they, they look the ragged then. Um, a little bit better quality for us in the second half. And we could have been in on them. Um, Keita comes on. Um, yeah. He's back, which is good to see. Tyler Martin, as you said, gets the 90. Um, Fabinho comes on. Joe Gomez comes in um, and gets whatever amount of minutes he gets. and They come on at 65. Yeah, and then he brings two young lads on at the, at the, at the death. But um, yeah. but no, it wasn't in doubt for me. And, and Milan, I thought, were, were poor. I thought their lack of ambition. And I think this is, is this something that's just going through teams to come to face Liverpool, regardless of what we put out on the pitch. There's a bit of fear there. And they're a little bit afraid to overcome it. Maybe it is that, or maybe they just don't have the quality. Maybe it's just one of those things, because a few people in the chat and I have said, like, these boys are top of the Serie A. Like, what the fuck is going on? Um, yeah. But but overall, it's a great result. Um, we've done a lot of rotation. We leave. We leave. Do we leave? I think we leave Van Dijk, Henderson, Van Dijk, Jota. Henderson, Jota. Yeah. And Milner suspended. He doesn't go. Um, they left at home. Thiago. Thiago. Um, yeah. And they're all left at home. The likes of Tyler Martin gets a run. And the players that you 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 kind of go, oh, he's in the starting lineup. Um, they all come off fairly early. Yeah. And Salah knows he's coming on on the air, off on the air, or whatever it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Get your goal and you're coming off. Do you know what I mean? We don't want this to be chasing a goal. And if you start yeah. chasing, you start snatching, you start stretching, you can do an injury. You know what I mean? So get your goal and get that boxed off. And he got it and it was easy peasy. Um, head of communications, Red Steve, uh, says 200 likes and the lads will talk Baileys until midnight. And you'll be doing well because we've about three minutes left. So if you can get, <laughs> if you can find me 54 likes in the next three minutes, fair play to you, Red Steve. But, um, yeah. 147 likes, 320 watching, which is a great crack because yeah. genuinely, um, we earlier in the season, we had a full time show with the lads from Red Sea who've done a great job. Um, we decided that we're, we're actually cutting down on shows, um, because we're just so fucking busy. And yeah. I got asked, please do this. Will you do that? Will you do that? And I said, right, I'll do it. But I'm only doing 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and as many as I can. I'm not guaranteeing you every game. But yeah. it's absolutely flying since we started this last week. Um, I've done one on my own. I've done one with Chris, this time with Keith. And it's just a case of coming on. And whoever's available, jump on. You know, or I'll do one on my own. It doesn't really bother me. Um, we are, we are, I promise, trying to get some listeners onto the show in the near future. But if you are watching, 
please lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com and just put full time reds as the um as the heading and I'll get I'll get a test done on you to see if it this you know your sound and your stuff is all sorted and um, if you're listening on the audio do the same you can email us because if you're listening on audio you might want to come on live that's absolutely cool and um, also if you're listening on audio please hit the review on your podcast app and give us a five star review because that helps spread the word and like and subscribe if you're on YouTube Um, we are start giving the reviews because we're going to start looking at the reviews now to see if there's any there and um, we give (laughs) will we give away some sort of prize will we if you start giving us reviews yeah yeah right we give something away um bottle of baileys (laughs) yeah jamie (laughs) will donate that luke o'shea O'Shea loves all the shows um good stuff um paul is getting aggressive he says 329 watching come on just hit that fucking like button he's not getting to 200 by the time he finished but fair play to him um yeah so man of the match before we go uh, it's a hard one. I'm going to give it to Kanate. I thought he was excellent. I thought he took the, even though he's the younger of the two centre backs, I think, I think he, he took the seniority and the experience and he, he marshaled that. And he, and he went up against Latan and he, he had him in his back pocket, you know, and I think he was just brilliant and set a nice solid base for us. So yeah, I'm giving it to Kanate. Okay. I think it's a hard one. It is a hard one. I think Phillips was good. Kanate yeah. is a great show. Tyler Martin is probably, you know, for having control. Didn't midfield. even really get a show, yeah. I'm going to give it to Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yeah, he was excellent. Because I think bits he done, worked hard getting back, you know, um, helping out Nico Williams at times. Passed it well in midfield. A couple of loose touches, but that's football. You can't have every yeah. fucking perfect touch. And he tried to be progressive all the yeah, time, and he is trying fact, to be front footed all the, the time. The fact that he targeted what was meant to be their general in midfield, or the, the guy that was going to make the biggest impact in midfield, yeah. Kessie for me, and then in turn started to come in um, Tonali there as well. Yeah. He, he, he gets a shot away for the first goal. I thought he was really good and I think he deserves a man of the match. Um, Jamie Holmes is man of the match, Martin. I think Martin was excellent. Head on a swivel. I said, yeah. I said it earlier. He was. He was brilliant. But just, do you know what? Just in a team that would ha- was a bit of a mis- mix and match to a point, I just liked what Oxlade Chamberlain done and how he helped the other two in midfield. The way he walked the ball, the, but the way he went at them, and if you're going at them, it takes it takes an awful lot off Tyler Martin in the middle of the park to pick up pieces and, and play easy. Whereas if you're not going at them and you're being a bit safe, they can rub it off you and you can expose other players around you, like Nico Williams, like Tyler Martin, who, let's be honest, as good as the art, are still new enough in this side yeah. for Nico Williams. I'm very new in this side for Tyler Martin, and it's very easy, no matter how good Tyler Martin is, if they start getting on, if Kessie starts running at them or Tonali starts dropping balls in behind them, or you yeah. know, it's very hard to turn it around. Even as even even if you're that good, as you're you're as good as you're shown, it's just um. It's just like it's it's just one of those where I think he's very very good, um, Martin. Yeah. But I have to. I'm I'm just going to edge for Oxley Chain because I've liked what I've seen from in the last in the last um in the last little while. It's a great show. Oh, they're getting there. They're getting there. <laughs> um, but do you know what, Cap? Before we do, before we finish up on on Ox, I think it's great that Ox is. I think he's been excellent for a, a while now. I think he's quietly he's, he's having a really good season, and I think. Um, Naby was doing that as well at the start of the season and the two of them we've always had these issues with the two of these boys fitness I don't want to again put the mockers on them or anything like that but if you keep these two lads fit they are genuine strong options that you're bringing into the team 
Do you know what I mean? Two genuine good options that you're bringing in. And that for a, a Carling Cup team, I know we had Alison, we had Mo, we had Sadio playing last night, or tonight, sorry. If you throw in like a Curtis Jones or a Harvey Elliott into that instead, it's a strong, you know, the squad, if we have a fit squad, we have a good squad, we do it's have decent pushing, depth. Keith. We do it's, have depth. It's about pushing. It's about it's about saying to like Harvey Elliott or Curtis Jones, right? Harvey Elliott, maybe not so much, but Curtis Jones saying... Yeah, you're coming back in. You're still a level above Tyler Martin, but he's going to push it. And yeah. in turn, Curtis Jones wants to push Jordan Henderson to try to get his spot or Thiago to, to push his spot. And if, if you have your second and third choice absolutely chomping at the bit to get into a side, the one thing you're going to guarantee because they're world-class players is that they're going to go, you think you're getting into this fucking team ahead yeah. of me? Watch this. And then they all go for it. So then you end up with 11 lunatics on the pitch with nine on the bench ready to absolutely snap into it as soon as like it's just it's so good for the mentality of a squad and especially this one that's so tight they're so tight this squad keep yeah. it's untrue for me you don't hear anything out of them they laugh at each other if one gets upset they back each other to the hilt you've seen in the derby you've seen in the derby like players scoring and you know Van Dyke running over and waving at the park end and as if you know just there's everything about them it, they're, they're absolutely brilliant and, and to see second or third choice players in the likes of Tyler Martin say pushing and pushing and pushing it's it's only a good thing it's not a bad yeah. thing and you don't have to compare and you don't have to pick sides and you don't have to say he should leave because he's here now and you don't 100%. have to do that you have to look at all these players and go who is he pushing and in turn who is he pushing and if he's pushing the very best they're the very best for a fucking reason, and they'll show exactly. it. So it's um, it's it's just brilliant at the moment as a Liverpool fan. Um, a lot of people are going to be nervous going into the weekend. Gerrard turning up with, with Villa, but trust me, if Liverpool, if Liverpool put in the intensity that they can put in, nobody is touching them. I promise you yeah. that. Nobody is touching them, and that's not me with the Baileys talking. I promise <laughs> you that it's genuine. If we have that sort of commitment and that sort of intensity that we've shown over the last couple of weeks, forget it. You can try as much as you want. We can. You can take as many risks as you want. You can be as defensive as you want. We will find a way. Genuinely, that's what I feel at the moment. Now, we could all go tits up on Saturday. We lose 2-1 to a last-minute goal, and that's how life works. But yeah. what can you do? Uh, Kevin Sullivan says 11 weird. more likes needed. You're not getting there, but we're out of here. Um, Keith's up early in the morning. I like to go and edit shows and get stuff ready for tomorrow. Yeah. So um, that's how it goes. But 190 likes, so over 320 watching, which is great. And if you like Brilliant. this full-time Reds, let us know. Leave comments afterwards um, in the comments after the show leave stuff there leave feedback do you like the setup do you like how it looks if you do great if you don't tell us why we'll try to change a few bits around don't tell me to make that text bigger because I can't <laughs> um, I genuinely can't yeah um, I want to get loads I need to make it bigger yeah I know um, I have got I have done Red Steve will sort them out he'll, he'll yeah. issue a statement on their behalf at some stage <laughs> um, but that is it that has been the full time Reds Keith thanks a minute for joining me I've really enjoyed no worries. it enjoyed it thanks Oops. for having me um, G10 says thanks lads great show again yeah listen and I'm off to edit this so the people that listen on um, <laughs> Brandon yeah, Chia says quick public warning here he says warning if you get a link to the Ed Sheeran and Elton John Christmas song don't open it as it's a link to the Ed Sheeran and Elton John Christmas <laughs> song so there you go public warning um, for everybody out there um, Lawrence Duffy puts a nice fact there mm. with the same number of points in the Champions League as the Ev have in the Premier League there you go there you go 18 easy peasy for 18 um, 
Loads to come. Tomorrow night is the midweek fix. Thursday night we're off, <clears throat> but we are on the Man on Football show talking about the collapse of Barcelona over the last four to five years. Yeah. Uh, Friday is Sports Unplugged. Saturday I'll be back with your full-time Reds. And Sunday we will also be back with the Fatback Four. That's the rest of the week. Have a good one. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.